Hey guys, and welcome to The Daily Hustle. And in today's episode, we have Andrew Bloch on the show. He's from ClickTrain. It's an amazing episode. I really, really enjoyed this one. We talk so much about AI, the transformation over COVID and everything that's gone on with it. So without further ado, let's get started. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell us a little bit about ClickTrain, how you kind of came around into starting it. And and of course, what's your role at the moment as product director? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Matt. So years ago, I worked in a paid media team as a PPC executive. And I just really found a love, a love for well, firstly, a hatred for spreadsheets. And then <laughs> in addition to that, a love for automation. And I just started realizing that a lot of a lot of the tasks, a lot of the work you do in paid media, um, it's just pretty repetitive. Like you you kind of, yes, you do use your brain, but um, you know, nothing, nothing that a pivot table and a VLOOKUP can't solve. But yeah, <laughs> through all of that, just just really started thinking like there's got to be a better way to do some of this um so yeah that, that got me into kind of the i'd say back then it was just like the script space um which has evolved into the ar space and time but yeah the the kind of business the business space of what well, why we built um click train is in 2017 we launched an agency so we, we did that a, a little while ago and we had some grand ambitions to uh, really change specifically the paid media space. So we thought that we could like bring transparency. We could just do this client relationship thing properly and just like build these amazing relationships with our clients. And very quickly, well, not very quickly, it took us a while actually, we kind of realized that the traditional agency model didn't lean too well to our amazing values and relational dynamics that we wanted to have. So anyways, we went kind of back to the drawing board and and started thinking it through. And now we've built ClickTrain, which has a lot more um, transparency and integrity built into it as a platform. I think as an agency, you kind of are always limited by the values of your clients and embodying what they're trying to achieve. So yeah, that's kind of why we built it. And, and, um, yeah, my role now is just to yeah lead the ship, figure out how to launch this thing. We've launched two products. Um, we built the one. We got a lot of feedback initially, and we were too scared to launch it like publicly, so we built another one. And now we have yeah, we have two. We have two that are going to market. I think it's quite a good combo um, around the two. But um, yeah, I can I can maybe talk about that more in a moment. But yeah. What's, what's your kind of thoughts on like obviously AI right now within marketing? Do you, do you feel like people are utilizing it positively or do you think there's a lot of negative utilization of AI as well? Yeah, well, um, I'm launching an entire startup that's based on the rise of AI. So I'm going to say positive um, for those potential customers listening. And yeah, I would say in general, it's probably positive. There's there's definitely, I think the big challenge on it is more so access to the technology. So where startups are using AR, I see that as really positive. There's a big drive for like ESG, AR-based startups, um, and they have like this whole AR for good concept. 
So that's good. I'd say, you know, the big corporates is, is the likes of Google and Facebook and Amazon using it for good. Probably not, but um, yeah. I think this is, this is the, the reason why I asked that, and you probably know, is because there's a big, big kind of uh, shadow out there, which I think Elon Musk put out around predicting a Terminator-like AI <laughs> drive us into an apocalypse. <laughs> and to be honest with you, like what you guys are doing is so different to that. I mean, you are creating basically something which does a job um, and, and can learn from a human as well to essentially work on accounts right yep. so what do you think about like in terms of like just generally on the topic of ai what do you think about that like with the the human existence and and ai in the future because yeah, you must have a big thought on that like having steps <laughs> like an ai company. yeah i think that i mean you whenever you launch something you kind of have to be slightly deluded in terms of like the market like you can't think everything through it's just like you'll never really get started on it but what's interesting is i'm actually busy watching humans on amazon prime i think it's on netflix as well and it's this whole thing of like synthetic humans and they get consciousness and that's it's pretty intense like i think trying to think that all through um i would say i don't know what i've learned in the journey of at least building click train is that as long as humans are programming the AR, it's still going to be pretty flawed. So that's that's a long, I think we're a long way away from AR writing itself, but it, it can't really be better than you. There's no scenario where it's, uh, the, only, the only space where it is better is really because it just does, it does the same thing consistently all the time and you don't have to yeah. you know, process that, but it definitely gets things like biased and it gets, you know, confused when there's like, like COVID, for instance, we had to, we had to switch off some of our stuff during COVID because it's just such a massive change in the data and that. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll have a, a Terminator <laughs> apocalypse. Um, I would say, I mean, if you think apocalypse, we've just come out of hiding at home for the last two years. I know. So <laughs> I, I would probably say humans are our biggest threat still at this moment to each other. Um, and maybe AR's yeah, a little bit far from that right now. But it makes for a good movie story. So, yeah. It does. Like, it's going to be the click train. <laughs> it's a good, a good movie uh, name, that. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think what's what really fascinates me is obviously because I'm in paid as well, so I understand that, you know, when you're running ads and when you're trying to scale accounts, like a lot of this stuff is repetitive. So having something there to actually learn from one of your paid media account managers and, and whatnot is for a business, a very, very clever thing to kind of invest into, I think. Um, and that's kind of how we got talking right through actually utilizing this kind of stuff within our own business. So I, I think you've done a really good job in actually like forward thinking what we can do to be better with paid, because also there is that transparent part as well um, around a lot of people in paid media or SEO, there is a lack of transparency. Um, so it's interesting how you've kind of created this business off of running an agency. And uh, it's a very, very cool way to kind of, uh, I guess, transition into something a bit different and more innovative. Yeah. 
yeah, there's some cool, there's some cool things coming. I think it's like AR is really just the vehicle. It's it's ultimately how you use it. Like, yeah. if I mean, if you if you set out to use it for bad intentions or just to make more money, like, um, I would say, like, yeah, one of the big concerns and what we see happening is this concept called algorithmic collusion. It yeah. sounds like so, like future aid, but it's when you write multiple algorithms and you tell them all to achieve something and then they start working together to drive that up. So like, you know, case in points, like the search auction. So every, everyone's set to, you know, maximize conversions and everyone's accounts driving the same thing, you know, to get those costs as low as possible. Yeah. But what, what you don't realize is when there's eight or nine competitors in the markets, um, each of those are mini algorithms running in each account individually, like collectively you get what's called CPC inflation then. And the entire price just goes up, you know, and everyone outbids each other, but no one's actually involved in that conversation or that decision. I mean, yes, you're setting a target CPA. Okay. That's like how much you're going to pay for the end customer, but those are rising in time. So I, I think there, there's definitely risks where you almost have to write you have to write other algorithms to combat the the algorithms that are running that. But yeah, it's actually a really interesting part of that actually, like because I do also agree, like with lots of people bidding in one auction, and that's what it is with Google or Facebook and whatever. There's also like a lot of things like uh, bots, like clicking on your ads and stuff like this. Yeah. Like this is this is a, like a big challenge that. I guess actually, it's, I'd expect like a brand like yours to actually be working out a solution. There are there are quite a lot of different businesses um, doing this already, right? Um, what yeah. kind of what's your kind of views on that? Yeah, so we've we've tested um, we've tested solutions to diffuse ad fraud. Um, yeah, most of the market that we previously worked in was South Africa, and we actually read some reports that fifty percent of traffic in South Africa was, was bot, bots clicking on and stuff. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, just because of like, I don't know, maybe the nature of the markets or whatever it be. Yeah. We, we've, we've dived deep into it. Um, I'd say I'm almost certain at least like 10 to 12% of all traffic is bot traffic from what yeah. we've looked at. And we've tried different solutions. It just becomes really difficult when, if you had to exclude the bots and then also exclude a potential customer, it starts becoming a cost issue. So it's kind of like, would I lose, you know, so what if one in 10 is a bot? I'm not going to, you know, block 20% and then lose out on, ten, you know, that that extra 10% of customers. So it's really tricky. Um, yeah, we, we're, th- we're thinking about it. I think with like Web 3.0 coming and a whole change of cookie-less marketing, it's pretty hard to build a solution for that right now, but I think definitely we'll consider it once we know what the web's going to look like in yeah. three years' time. Um, There's a lot of that. changes going on, right? Yeah. So I mean, you could, you could, yeah. It's just going to have to adapt and evolve. Also, without cookies, it's even harder to block bot traffic because you pretty much use a cookie to pick up, you know, their behavior. Um, and if you can't track people, you can't track bots. So it's yeah. Anyways, it's it's an interesting space. <laughs> I think like with this um, this discussion, one of the things we spoke about when we first got chatting was, and actually this is one of the big themes behind this was around um, jobs in marketing 
being replaced by AI because when I spoke to Google and when I speak to Facebook and we get ourselves into lots of different kind of feelings and vibes now in terms of them trying to take more of the the automation on board and they're, they're trying to, you know, make our lives easier around certain jobs. And what, what do you kind of think that does to people working in marketing? Like, how do you think people have got to evolve with this? Yeah, I think that the days of coming out of high school and getting a job at a massive agency, you know, when you're, you're bright eyed and, um, yeah, probably, I mean, at first uh, there's no, there's no denying that like intern salaries at agencies are, are pretty low, like possibly like, um, just higher than minimum wage, at least for what I got at first. But I would say like, yeah, that, that I think that landscape's changing because it's quite hard to become a junior marketer yeah. because now, I mean, if you think of juniors today, they're, you know, for the first time ever, they're starting and launching performance max campaigns on Google. Like, and they're like, what's so hard about this? You know, what's, what yeah. do I need to know? Like just, you know, maybe some, some senior set up the tracking, they've got conversion tracking, you know, they're running things now and it's all great. But when that thing breaks, they've got no idea around like networks and you know what it actually does. So I'd say, yeah, I think there's definitely a big gap coming uh, where if you're a senior with five or six years experience, you are able to start increasing your salary drastically because you've got industry knowledge of a lot of how a lot of how these things work prior and coming into this now um i think it's pretty difficult from a junior point of view but there are new job roles opening i think some of them that i've seen already and one we're about to hire for um as we're getting traction it's called an ar coach um so basically you're like the industry expert you know what you know what should happen You've got, you know, maybe eight years experience in a specific domain. You have to train the AR and basically slap it on the wrist when it's doing something bad and encourage it when it's doing something good. So that's a new role. I think that's really coming. There's a lot of like NLP processing around like language, copywriting, um, I mean, auto, like we've got a module coming out quite soon on ClickTrain. We can pretty much write responsive search ads automatically. So we don't need people to write them. Um, like there's, there's a space to have a, you know, language specialist reviewing that understanding, you know, the tone of that specific customer and influencing the AR and then just general like behavioral science. I think that those are all new spaces. So I think there's more value in studying like psychology marketing rather than just like spreadsheets, like type of stuff. So yeah, I think there's still, I would hope there's still going to be more jobs but you're definitely not going to be doing VLOOKUPs all day. Like that's, that's definitely. And when I first started out in marketing, that's literally what I was doing. Like VLOOKUPs and (laughs) trying to like extract data and figure out ways of putting it into different types of graphs. And yeah, it's become, it has become a lot more automated. I think for me, data studio was like one of the big changes that kind of came in and allowed us to, you know, pull lots of different data points together from Facebook, from LinkedIn and and have it all in one dashboard. And that was like a really big, big change for us as an agency. 
and I can see now like where you're talking, you're like thinking quite ahead in terms of, oh yeah, this, this we'll just write our ad copy for us. It's fine. I'll just do it. (laughs) And then we've got, but I think the challenge that then comes with that is like, like you said, brand tone of voice, like all these things like to train it, to try and do that. It's going to be quite difficult, I think, but I don't know. I'm not the expert in AI. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, the cases we're seeing it, like in terms of rewriting copy, it's generally better than people. So it's it's just, I think on that initial inspiration, that initial moment, there's still a space for people to write. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely changing like from that. And also trying to like, now you have to figure out what is the signals that this thing is using to make these decisions and how do you influence those signals? Um, yeah, it's it's definitely requiring us to be smarter around the way we do things. Definitely. It kind of like it's it's just a whole new world, like that I think is just ready to get like completely untapped in, in marketing. Like you guys are coming along. Like, do you see like a lot more competition kind of coming into the scene? Um yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of hesitancy right now because I think if you're an existing ad tech tool, it's quite hard to make the shift to AR because there's kind of, there's been a long season of automation. So you've got, you know, automatic shopping feeds, or if you remember the days where you could put a feed in and it would spit out all these text ads for you and just like populate your account. There's a lot of those tools out there and they now have to transition, but their client base is still probably set on previous ways. So, yeah, I think I think there's definitely a concern for the existing software tools of how they transition and pivot because you almost want to do this in like an isolated startup type thing. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of new people in the space, um, yeah, I think there is, I think there's a lot of competition um, coming. I'm not directly aware of anyone doing exactly what we're doing but i think once we launch and get some traction there's definitely going to be eyeballs watching not necessarily how we did it but just like is the market ready for this i think everyone's asking that question um so yeah there is going to be a moment in time where we're going to have to run really quickly (laughs) to to get traction Um, yeah but this is going to be a key part of every tool i mean if you've seen how many you know um copywriting tools are out in the market. I think there's already like four or five. Um, and you've probably seen their ads like a hundred times by now. So yeah, it's definitely a, a competitive space. I think where there's, I think where people are hesitant is the full implementation. It's just, no one wants to be the guy that convinces their, their CMO that this thing is going to write ads autonomously. Um, yeah, no one, no one wants to put their hand up for that. So we, we've tried to solve that on in ClickTrain. So what we do is we use a confidence um, metric that grows. And as as you confirm changes, it grows in confidence, and then eventually it'll take over once you're happy with that. We feel like that's a better way of doing it. So it's, it's more like augmented where it's helping you rather than just taking over. But yeah, I mean, if you do that long enough, it can eventually just, yeah, start taking over. That's it's just insane, isn't it? I think like one of the things that I would love to know as well is if you've got, say you've got like a market space of, uh, no, let's talk about pet food here, right? And you've got all of the different pet food um, brands on your on your tool, 
How do you think the the AI is going to pick them up differently? Yeah, it's a good question. At the moment, most of what we're doing is just account-based learning. So we learn on your actual accounts. Um, we're, we're considering doing, you know, industry-wide. Like, we'll... I think we'll have the conversation when we get there, but we do kind of see an op- opportunity. It happens in a lot of other industries. It's just surprising it doesn't happen in the marketing space, but I think it would be good to get the entire industry around the table and say, like, you guys are actually, you you own the customers, not not the ad networks, where I think a lot of the policies and a lot of the you know, does your image have too much text? All of those, the compliance things are really handled at an ad network level. And I do think that could change. So if you could get, you know, the entire pet food industry around a single table, I think you could have a conversation around what type of AR things you want to put in place to ensure that the market stays fair and competitive. We'll see how that that goes. But I mean, if you're dealing with algorithmic collusion at some point in time, like, humans have to start working together. Otherwise, things like your cost per acquisition for the entire industry is just going to become ridiculous. And the ad networks are benefiting off the fact that we're not communicating with one another. But there's many other industries where they are self-regulated and industry actually gets around a table and has the discussion. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, we can facilitate that and maybe use something like blockchain to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, some more technology. <laughs> yeah, that's another whole can of worms. What do you think like people have got to be doing to stay, I guess, future proof in this case? Like what what kind of advice would you give to people to stay relevant in what they're doing? Yeah, so it's it's probably gonna be a list of things that everyone's like, Oh, I never wanna I never want to try to get into that. But <laughs> I think there's definitely a there's definitely a mind shift that has to happen. You're either gonna go like full on the empathy side. So you'll be like very strong account manager, very strong like product development consultant coach or the reverse, like learning backend code. So I think like SQL path and these are pretty strong candidates. I think they've stood the test of time uh, and are worth learning. And if you don't choose one of those paths, I think if you're just like, I'm not going to build amazing people skills. I'm not going to build amazing technical skills. You are, you're kind of going to be stuck in the middle of that, which, you know, could, could survive for a while. But I think there's definitely going to be a big gap around understanding business economics and just general business yeah. experience. And we find uh, in the hearts of running the agency, a lot of our success happened just by having a business level conversation with yeah. the client like, oh my gosh, this thing keeps going out of stock every three months let's talk around your supply chain and how can we, you know, consider what we're doing in marketing to time it with your supply chain. And I think that's, that's really where marketers need to go. But a lot of marketers are just like, well, I'll just follow, you know, this online tutorial that tells me about best practice. And like, it's, you know, I don't think that's really such a thing. I think best practice is, is really going out the window and you almost have to be like a mini entrepreneur in a way. And, and that's the rise of this whole like growth hacking, growth marketer space where it's like, oh my gosh, I can actually affect revenue. I can actually talk to the business about growth, not just say, oh, well, sorry, you know, uh, this is on last click attribution. So, uh, you know, this is stealing the conversions and, you know, like, and just confuse the client. I think that that part's 
falling away. And it's definitely, yeah, people have to make a choice where they, whether they're going to build like amazing people skills or not. Yeah. I tell you what, leadership now is changing a lot um, around like the people that you have in your business as well. And like, you know, it's a lot across a lot of different businesses. Like we've kind of got this younger demographic of, you know, TikTokers and people coming through into like marketing now that, you know, some people haven't even got like degrees or, and they don't need a degree because they're so skilled at what they're doing with their, their, um, marketing skills that, you know, they just picked it all up themselves. And like, it's the, the way in which we're working now is so different to what it was. Like I looked at a photo earlier, 10 years ago, I graduated from university and started out in marketing. And, um, that's like such a huge difference to what it's like for my team now, for example, who are kind of, <laughs> you know, quite fresh yeah. into the industry. Like they've got to learn a lot to keep up to standard of where we're going and you've got to be really prepared for some big stuff to come, I think. Yeah. How yeah, do you- uh, my, my heart goes out to guys starting out now. I think it's, it's a, yeah, it's a difficult, it's, it's becoming more difficult to get into the industry. I mean, heck, you got to try to diagnose like smart shopping and stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's difficult, I think for people, you know, coming in from that point of view. Um, but yeah, leadership, good leadership training interns. I mean, I think to be honest, a lot of, a lot of agency owners that I know and have chatted to, they just tend to resort to hiring more experienced people because it yeah. just gets so difficult to train, you know, those, those big cohorts and those big groups, um, to come through. But yeah, if, if you can do that, I think there's a market definitely for it. trying to get fresh meat into agencies, but yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a few agencies in, in the game kind of like bringing people in and, and training them up. And that's, it's worked quite well in some cases. but I feel like where we are talking in paid, like it can be so technical, like, like you said, diagnosing shopping feeds and these types of things. It's like the experience to do that. You need to go through the experience to do that. And it's kind of yeah. challenging now, but like, like you said as well, like, you know, running a Facebook ad, like this is not intensely difficult, uh, but actually diagnosing why it's not converting and understanding all of the different things behind it is where it gets very challenging. Like even from tracking and, and setting up everything. Do you yeah. think like, what do you think is going to happen around? Like, do you think there's anything else in the future around AI, which is going to control that more technical part to, to save people's. Mind? Yeah. I don't know. I think, tracking. I mean, if you, if you look at measurements, like, yeah. If I mean, yeah, with Google Analytics four coming out and all of that, it's I mean, from firsthand experience setting up Google Analytics four, and we've got some instances of server side tracking running at scale. Um, so these are this is pretty much like cookie list solutions. Yeah. I would say it has been the most complicated thing to set up and get right. <laughs> so I don't understand how like AI is getting into that space because that I, like I can't. I can't foresee an AI deploying measurements, you know, with cookie and consent policies. Like that's, I mean, if, if you find a tool and it's like, oh, we automatically deploy your consent policy. Like, yes, it's probably better than having nothing. But to when you go through all the details and now like Google Analytics or UA has been banned in like four European countries. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know how that's going to change. I think, yeah, there's definitely a role for, 
for measurement right now. But hey, I mean, I don't think we knew where we we're going to be five years ago. So I think if I, if I had to peak like 10 years into the future, um, honestly, I wouldn't know. Like uh, I, I'd probably be so wrong at making any prediction. But I'd say, yeah, in the near future, definitely like if you wanted to choose, I mean, it's always been a killer cool job. Like get if you're in marketing, like just go into analytics. It's like you can just blame like, random things when things don't look good like ios 14.5 or whatever but like analytics is in short kind of like the best job i think because you get to you get to have a look at it all on that so i think there's definitely yeah spaces that are becoming more reliant on i think everyone knows in an agency that one person who who's a ninja at like tag manager like they're yeah. like indispensable so yeah, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely like little niche spaces you can get into and kind of have a good some good job security prepping them. Yeah, definitely. I think um yeah, you're right. Every every agency you go to, you've got one one like absolute hero at like tag manager or, yeah. <laughs> or like you say with shopping or technical tracking, like it's you need it in your agency. If you want to have a good agency, you've got to have that person because is when you're scaling accounts, things go wrong, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and, Would you, uh, and you can't you can't really have you can't have two of them too early. You know, it's kind of the the hero role that they play. Um, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. Right. I've got a, a, an interesting question for you, just in terms of like going back to like AI um, in agencies. Do you think that role, like you're obviously running an AI company, right? But do you think AI is going to start to come into agencies as well in terms of actually having roles available for that? Yeah, it could. I think, I mean, there's there's been a strong increase in kind of like um, marketers who can code. I think there's been a subtle, like yeah. there was the wave of your tagging, your tag manager specialists and, and then you get guys who can like write a little bit of JavaScript, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't see it why it shouldn't. I think there's also and a model we're looking into quite strongly in how we take click train to market is there's a new wave of agency partnership where as an agency, you almost need to have like implementation specialists. You need to have, not just your traditional web developers that you work with if you're building websites, but you kind of need these like marketing developers who can who can help you, you know, implement everything. If you if you start going like server side with tracking, which is pretty much the only option post cookies, um, it's almost essential to have you know someone in that space. So yeah, I would say it's, it would logically look like agencies would hire AR specialists. I just, I mean, I can't imagine you're coming in at like 2021 20, working for an agency as like a junior, a junior AR specialist, but Hey, it's, it's probably going to be a thing. I mean, I would imagine it would take like four years to train someone before they could actually have any actual value, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe they just sit there saying like, yes, that's a fire hydrant. No, that's a, that's a traffic <laughs> light. I don't know. Like, um, and I think yeah. in, in terms of with an agency, though, if more companies like yourself are coming up, like if you look at Google as an example, Google is a prime example of where they are really, really taking automation seriously. Um, yeah. and, and I think there is more, yeah, I guess opportunities maybe for 
so, uh, roles within agencies where you have someone that manages the AI partner or you have someone that manages the in some relationship with with um, AI in this sense. So it could be an interesting uh, future development. You know, someone at Circulate is is an AI partner manager with Flicktrain. Yeah. <laughs> like they they basically we have all of our clients on there and they manage that relationship. And like, that's an interesting way of dealing with it. I think there's also going to be a graduation from, you know, there's there's always been in agency life, like you move up from, you know, junior, then you get some like mid-level manager type title. I mean, agency titles have always just intrigued me. Like you can start out as an executive. I always thought that's like, I thought executives yeah. sit on a board or something, but like, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, they just rename it just to like create a new buzzword. But I think there's also a challenge for like your true, your specialists who really love their trade. They often have to go into management. So if you want to be like the head, like the head of paid is a very yeah. different role to when you were like a senior, you know, PPC ninja, like, you know, multi diverse, you know, programmatic expert. Like when you, when you've got that year, those, those, you know, hard earned years of experience and you can diagnose, you know, underperforming campaigns within moments, I would say there's a graduation. And I think that graduation is going to be like AR specialist coming out of that. That's your domain. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you're necessarily going to be able to go straight into AR because like, I just, I can't logically understand how someone would get that. <laughs> like the amount of, ex, the amount of moments of experience that you need to yeah. understand how that worked. Um, and your only framework is going to be all these automated campaigns. Like you've never run something manually. Um, like if you've never, ever bid managed manually, how are you going to understand how these things are changing bids? That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so True. I don't know. Yeah. I think from an agency point of view, yes. I think agencies also have to adapt. I think they're going to become more, um, they need to learn to communicate more. They need to learn to be more client facing. Um, and it's going to be more of a partnership model, kind of like that whole growth space where they're working with the business to diagnose their actual business issues uh, and then translate that into a marketing solution. I definitely think that's where agencies are going to, you know, have to go because the technology is just always going to change. I mean, if you had a whole team of, yeah. you know, if you had a team of 16 people in PPC, where I'm standing, if that's your agency, like that's a big, that's a big risk if they're not learning other skills because we'll be yeah. able to do a lot of what they can do. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting space. To uh, like, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't recommend you join paid right now. <laughs> like, if you're in the industry, it's amazing, but I would say like, like go do something else. But I mean, everyone says that like whenever you ask them about their industry, but. Yeah, I would say like it's very um like it is or something like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny because we we obviously got both services we run digital ads and SEO um but but big focus on digital ads but like when I started out I was that doing the manual bids like I literally used to say that I hated the automated bids because I just be like they're yeah. wasting my money like they're just they're literally <laughs> wasting money. I was like I'm I'm only bidding this but the thing is I used to spend hours in that I was obsessed I literally became obsessed with this thing and like now it's just so different 
Uh, they're like, yeah, we'll just do some automated campaign activity, smart bidding, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, I used to sit there and literally like manually put in bids. Like when I yeah, first started yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> and it's like, but man, the results back then were so good because also it was less competitive. Like it's got so much more competitive, like in the last, like, you know, three or four years, especially over COVID. Like things have become more competitive in the auction space because it's people have yeah. had to shut the doors on the streets, so they're they're opening the doors on their websites. <laughs> like it's it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's I think there's definitely a place for like we've seen that there's a place for both on that. Like having certain things running automatically, like hundred percent makes sense, but certain yeah. other industries and like i don't know those 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 keywords that just you love monitoring and you know like you get those one or two keywords in the account that just you know if, if that if you pause that keyword like the ceo of of your client you know that company would phone you within like three days like yeah. sometimes sometimes those keywords you just want to like skag that keyword and just manually bid it um but yeah i don't know if that's uh, i think I think there's still it's still nice to have that level of control. But for the rest, I mean, like when we used to do like, I don't know, keyword stemming and all of that, I'm really glad that's gone where it's just like adding yeah. tons of, like you have accounts where you're like, you're waiting there for the editor to download and like you go for lunch and you come back and it's still downloading. Um, I mean, those... Yeah. Yeah, those days I think are, are well. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully going with faster internet and uh, new yeah. MacBooks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, get like like all the editing stuff was just crazy as well. Like just even going throughout, you need to have a mathematical mind. You need to understand where things go and where they're positioned. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think like, and it goes back to what we're saying. Like now, it just it things just seem a bit easier for for the the latest generation in terms of what how they're managing the campaigns because it is all more automated um so yeah. like you like you've really hit a point in this podcast where you go well if something breaks then what happens then everyone's like oh well i don't know it happens i mean it was on if you're following twitter this week performance max had like a massive issue and like everyone was like, what the hell do we do? Like, what can we change? Like, yeah, it, it's definitely a when it breaks issue. Hopefully less, hopefully less breaks. But I think like how I talk around it to, or how I explain it is like, it's, it's like a plane. And, you know, if you're, if you're flying like a Boeing, like let's, let's be honest, like I think 90, probably, I think it's like almost everything, 98% of that whole flight is automated. Like yeah. the plane takes off on its own, it lands on its own and the pilot sits there. But would you get on a plane without a pilot? Like, would you, yeah. would you, would you sit <laughs> on that plane knowing that AI is driving that? Like, I think to that, that remaining, you know, one or 2% of like when something goes wrong, there needs to be someone in the, in, in the pilot seat. So yeah, I think that's, that's going to take a while before that changes if ever. And, um, yeah, I think Tesla as a, as a like product solution have done it really well where they've been training instead of building, you know, self-driving cars, they've said, you know, you drive the car and we'll learn from it. And yeah. over time we'll eventually take over. But the goal is not to, you know, necessarily remove people. It's just to make their life easier. And yeah. that's kind of our approach with click train, because I think it is, yeah, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to get on that plane 
without a pilot. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe in five years' time it would be happening, but until then. Hyperloop. You know, have you seen this? Hyperloop in the States. It's an Elon uh, Musk project. I think These I've, I've going at the speed of sound. Like, oh, yeah. I was in a um, I was in Soho House in Barcelona, and I bumped into the guy that designed the brand for Hyperloop, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And he told me all about it. But this is again another crazy, innovative project, which is like you just wouldn't have imagined it. Like even like a few years back, going right, we're going to create a capsule that's going to send you from New York to wherever in two hours. Like what the hell? <laughs> that's <laughs> just insane. Technology is going crazy, but um. But anyway, it's, it's been really good this episode. I've really enjoyed it. But we always love to finish up with one question. And uh, I'm actually going to be collating all of these questions from every guest that we've got on board and putting it in some kind of PDF at some point <laughs> that people can download. But so the question is, what is the best advice you've ever received? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer twice. You can use the second one on your PDF. The best advice okay. would say don't put... Don't post on a Friday. That's definitely, if you're don't in paid media, don't post on a Friday. Um, but yeah, on a, on a more, um, on a more serious note. Yeah. I'd say like, um, go slow to go fast. I think that's probably yeah. the best man bender that I've ever been told. Um, yeah. I, I don't know who actually originally said it, but I've been told it a few times, but yeah, I think that's, that's definitely, especially in the startup space, like getting, getting the basics right is really important. So yeah, I'd say don't post on a Friday and go slow to go fast. And be careful how many zeros you hit on your manual bid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We've seen, we we've seen that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing how much you can spend in like an hour <laughs> well don't also don't um don't post a display campaign with a large budget like uh especially towards the end of the month like before you do like i think we spend a client's budget once in like a weekend um because we posted a, we posted a display came on a, on a display campaign on a friday um, this happens like this i think one of the things with paid media is I don't think I've got one staff member that's ever been in my business, including myself, that hasn't messed up on a campaign, like in, in some small way whatsoever, like adding an extra zero. So it's a hundred. <laughs> like this just sometimes happens. And um, yeah, it's really annoying when it happens, but like we try and mitigate that. And I think the whole industry tries to mitigate that, but it's yeah. again, this is where I think AI is is maybe a, a good problem solver for this. <laughs> you should have yeah. a little thing that says don't post on Friday. It literally just stops you. <laughs> <laughs> just holds, yeah, holds holds all the changes. And it's yeah, like, let's, exactly. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's man, it's, it's been so good having you on. And um, I'm looking forward to actually catching up with you in London at some point as well. Going for a beer. Uh, yeah, we're, I've, I've said to um, the team, I said, when, when we've got enough guests come on this show, I want to throw a big party and then we'll get everyone together. And I think that'll be really, really cool to have like everyone that's been on the show in one place. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, nice that's little way to celebrate the show. So, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, and until next time, see you later, guys. Bye.